Welcome to the Small Bar Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man whose interview skills are a solid B minus. Brandon Siegel. It's a, it, I feel like you're uh, underrating my interview skills. If you guys haven't checked it out, the BGSU Screech team you should all follow them. Uh, I had an interview with our punter Matt Naranjo. Shout out Matt, he's a really cool dude. Um, and I, I would give myself a, a very solid grade there for my uh, nice one-minute interview with him. I mean, B-minus is a pretty solid grade. It's above average. It's a, it is above average, but I, I feel like I was more of a, at least an A-minus type performance. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we got an entertaining episode today, so Trevor, why don't you give us the rundown? All right, so today we're going to talk about Dolphins players who are requesting to be traded. Uh, Antonio Brown, everything that continues to go on with him, so, I don't know, there's just a new story every day. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and his watch, Sean Payton, who recently got a contract extension with the Saints, U- the USA, uh, the team who we thought was going to win the FIBA World Cup, did not happen. We'll talk about their losses. Small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And then for our main topics, we're going to go into yesterday's games in college football and just the week in general, and then preview next week's games for college football and the NFL as well. Uh, it's a solid episode planned, so we'll get right into it. First up with Small Talk, we have uh, some Dolphins players after the uh, pummeling the Ravens put on them. Just like that, to be noted one more time, I'm going to say once more, the pummeling and the impressiveness of Lamar Jackson um, made it that multiple players, according to reports, have requested trades. One of them we know to be Minka Fitzpatrick, um, a cornerback, part of their secondary, uh, very badly wants to be out, and they want a first-round pick for him, I've heard. So what are your take on players saying they're done after, you know, a bad game like that? I mean, Miami is probably the worst team in the NFL, but what is your take? Yeah, they're just in a very bad spot right now, and the players got to be frustrated. They don't want to lose. They definitely don't want to lose 59-10, to 10, so they're unhappy. The, some of them I've seen may think that the team is taking, tanking, and they do not like that, so they want to get out. That's what reports have been saying. So... You know, if that's the case, I don't really blame them. Why would you want to be on a losing team? Why would you want to be on a team that's losing 59-10? to 10? So, uh, not a good spot for the Dolphins. No, not at all. I, it's tough. It's a tough situation, I feel like. I, I, I feel like they shouldn't necessarily request a trade at this time. Um, you know, the season just started. I understand they're in a rebuilding phase, but, you know, just get paid your money and live it along. I know some of these guys are true, you know, competitors and want to win, but... I mean, there's got to be some bad teams in the NFL. There's going to be some good ones. So I feel like you ride it out. You know, hopefully they do well in free agency and they get some dr- players in the draft that are well and, you know, maybe do better next year. Um, but, again, I'm just going to give a shout-out to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for the pummeling that was put upon them. But moving on to a player that I truly never want to talk about again. Um, and I said it went on a little rant last episode, as you guys probably heard. Antonio Brown. Uh, multiple things happened in the past week. He signed with the Patriots. Um, which was, we actually recorded our episode early last week um, because uh, Trevor had a wedding, as he said. So we actually didn't get quite to that news before our normally scheduled, ep- or normally scheduled time that we record. So we'll go over that a little bit today. And also there's uh, some new accusations against Antonio Brown um, where there was a, a rape victim who said, you know, there were some accusations against him um, and how there was going to be a settlement in like early April and now there's not. So it, Let's, let's start off. What do you think about Antonio Brown signing with uh, your Patriots? Um, so this has been a roller coaster of, of emotions for me personally. Um, and I, I, I don't know what to think. I mean, was I happy to have him? 
I mean, I guess in the sense that he makes us better, yes, I do think he definitely makes us better. He's a great player, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, I was concerned about his off-field you know, issues, so I was, I don't know, I wasn't too excited about it, but at the same time, I had the feeling that if any player that seems uncoachable, um, like Antonio Brown, I think the Patriots can make him coachable. So that's what my thoughts were on that, just him signing. So what are your thoughts? Uh, Antonio Brown is a uh, terror on a team. He's one of those players that you don't want on your team as a player because of how terrible he is to deal with. I mean, you think about he's going to be nice for Tom Brady. I'm interested to see, you know, if they sat him down and they were like, hey, if you do one thing, you're gone. Like, we don't, we don't need you to win. We could use you, of course. And I want to point out that I think Antonio Brown's probably top three best players in the NFL. Like, seriously, 100%. But he's such a knucklehead and does so many stupid things. I would not want him on my team. I don't want him anywhere close to my team. I mean, look at the Raiders. The Raiders paid all that draft stock and all those picks over to the Steelers. Just put him on over to Oakland, got all these picks, took on his $30 million, uh, guaranteed contract, and then he left. They just paid a ton of picks to get a player that never played a snap for them. I mean, that's crazy. You look at the Steelers who got those picks, but they got the cap on them right now. They didn't even want him going to the Patriots. They denied a trade to the Patriots for a first-round pick. And, I mean, now he's on the Patriots. So, all in all, really not a good situation for anyone. Uh, if I was a team, there's no way I'd want Antonio Brown. I don't think he's coachable on any team, regardless if it's Bill Belichick or me coaching the team. It doesn't matter. So, he, he's not a good player to have on a team. He's not a good teammate. Yeah, so, and originally I was kind of happy because, you know, it's this great player and I was really enjoying the narrative that was going on that this was manufactured even though you're not supposed to do that. I, I kind of felt found it funny because it seemed like the Steelers who specifically did not want to give him to the Patriots and yet he ended up on the Patriots anyway. So I found that very funny. But now getting to this lawsuit, I mean a new thing every day as I said before and this is just ridiculous um I think we should cut him personally I think we should just put him off the team after hearing about this and we should be done with it because this is ridiculous um it, it seems that he's definitely he definitely has some issues and I don't want him on my team mm -hmm. it does seem like the Patriots uh, their moral compass has been broken for a while so I wouldn't be surprised if he stays on the team but moving on to Odo Beckham Jr another wide receiver who likes to be in the news um, in the past game, uh, many of you viewers probably saw that he wore a very expensive watch. I believe it's a $190,000 watch while playing in the game. Do you, do you, should he be allowed to wear a watch in the middle of the game? What do, what do you think? Well, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., he wears this watch everywhere. And he said that in this report I've read. He wears it to practices. He says he'll wear it in the shower. He wears it every day, you know, like all day. And he also noted that it's a plastic watch. And he talked about how, you know, players, they can wear, like, metal braces and stuff like that. Um, so it's not necessarily a hard object because that was one of the things I think the NFL might have been saying is that it's a hard object. You know, he shouldn't be able to wear it. Um, so I don't really think there's an issue here. I mean, a lot of people are pointing out, oh, it's this expensive watch. Why is he wearing this expensive watch in a game? Um, but I don't really have any I can't really take any fault in it because he's not doing anything wrong here He's just wearing a watch now He should play better and the Browns need to play better. So that's probably why it came out I think if they would have won that game no one probably would have even talked about it, but they lost so now everyone is talking about it 
Mm-hmm. I, I have a slightly different view on this. I don't think you should wear this watch. I think it has a potential to be kind of dangerous. You know, if you're going up for a ball, you hit a cornerback's arm or something. It, it, you're going at such fast speeds that I, I think it could be, it could be problematic. Um, here's my big issue. Odell Beckham Jr. is another person. He just wants attention. And he didn't understand why people were, like, singling him out. And he said, I'm going to quote him, if anyone else wore the watch, it was just if it was just a $20 watch, it wouldn't have been no problem. So, I don't know. He, clearly, he doesn't understand the actual scope of what him wearing a watch means because he was saying, oh, if it didn't cost as much as it was, no one would care. I mean, to some extent, but no one wears watches in the NFL. There's a reason no one wears them. I mean, it, I, like, I don't, he just wants the attention to me. Don't wear the stupid watch. Just go play football and maybe, you know, help your team win a little more uh, next game because they, they were embarrassing, to say the least, yes, um, last they week. Were. Very, very embarrassing. Moving on, Sean Payton got a nice five-year extension. This came out, like, pretty much right before we started recording. It was only – it came out – the report that I'm looking at is at 106 on the 15th, September 15th. So, I mean, this just came out. Uh, there's no uh, – there's not a ton of details that I, I see here um, other than that it's a five-year extension. So props to him uh, for that. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on Sean Payne signing? I, I, I mean, I would sign him. There would be very little. <laughs> I would always sign Sean Payne to whatever he wants because Sean Payton's an amazing, amazing coach. Yeah, so this is a great thing that the Saints did. Uh, prior to signing this new extension, he was in year four of a five-year, $45 million contract that uh, he signed back in March of 2016. So now he's getting another extension. And this is very deserved. He's one of the top five, maybe top three coaches in the NFL. I'm a big fan of Sean Payton. I always have been. So this is great for him. Yeah, uh, again, props to Sean Payton and the Saints for getting this done. Moving on to the FIBA World Cup. Uh, we talked a couple episodes. What would we take, the field of the Team USA? Uh, I took the field. I, I wasn't trusting Team USA. And I feel like it, it kind of ended up working that way out. I mean, they lost Wait. by 10 to France. Um what? Wait, I thought you took US. You said USA. No, no, no. no. I, I I thought I said the field. Did you? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I don't know about. Because you said you were saying I how you field. picked. No, you picked USA because you were like the field as a whole. You wouldn't pick. No, so I was saying if the question is USA versus the field, I'm taking the field. But if it's I have to bet on any single I see, team, I, see, I, I would see. take USA. That makes sense. So I I mean I feel like their poor <clears> performance was continuous. Pop Pop had some interesting things. Coach Popovich had some interesting things to say about the criticism of the team, saying they played their best. I I I'm, I love Coach Popovich. I'm always normally on his side. I don't love what he said here. I mean, we are we not allowed to criticize a team that has all NBA players against teams that don't have all NBA players? And how are they losing by ten to France? I mean, is that something so wild to say? I'm interested. He didn't, you know, kind of accept the criticism a little more, which I know it's kind of tough to do as a coach. But I mean, what do you think? I, just Team USA versus France. You know, them losing. They fin- ended up finishing in seventh place. I think they beat Poland yes. in the final game uh, yesterday. Yeah, so regarding criticism, I mean, that's what, you know, fans do, that's what journalists do, that's what analysts do, that's what people do, and I think nowadays more and more we're seeing, like, players, coaches who just really can't take criticism as well as it seemed like they used to, and it's, I don't know, it's just a thing that's, it's kind of nonsense, I think, I think criticism is going to come uh, with everything, and... I think a lot of it might be constructive criticism. I think that with the talent level the USA has compared to the talent level of other teams, we should have won the World Cup because we are the most talented team. Now, um, also, this team USA has doesn't have the same level of chemistry. So if he wants to make that argument or the players want to make that argument, I think that's a valid one. You know, France, this team has been playing together for longer. 
So I think them winning isn't super surprising, though I think the USA still should have won. So it's, you know, it's, it's a tough argument here. I think it comes to down to we need better players playing for the USA, and I think next year in the Olympics we'll get that, hopefully. I, I think there will definitely be some form of a wake-up call that we, we, we need our best players playing. I mean, I don't know if LeBron's necessarily going to go play, but I mean, there's so many players that, like like Darren Fox backing out late, people thought he was going to be a really big deal for the team. It's just a lot a lot that I think should have happened and didn't. Um, so it, it's upsetting that Team USA lost. Uh, overall, I'm not overly surprised. I, I mean, I wish they won, but moving on to small talk trivia. Um, so I can't remember the score off the top of my head. Well, I think it might be 10 to 9 or 10 to 8. I have it's written 10 down to 9. 10 to 9, yes, and you were up 10 yes. to 9. Um, so, Trevor, would you like to start first today or would you like me to go first? Um, I will start today. Sounds good. don't remember what happened last time, but I will start today. So, my question is regarding national champions in college football. Okay. So, who was the last team from the Big 12 to win the national championship? Now, that can be either the BCS era or, um, obviously, the college football playoff. So, just the last national champion from the Big 12 conference. Okay, okay. I, I feel like it, it almost have to be Texas. It's not my answer yet. I'm going to go through some teams in my head. I don't think it's Oklahoma. I don't remember Oklahoma winning as recently as Texas. Um, so let's go through the big 12 teams. Um, we have Texas Tech didn't win. TCU didn't win. TCU was close that one year. They were real close. Texas was a little while ago. They were. I mean, that was back when Vince Young was here. I think they won when he was here. But that was... Or not here at Texas. But I mean, that was like 10, 15 years ago at this point. I, I'm i going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with Texas. I, I feel like Texas was the last winner. That is correct. There we go. It was Texas, and it was the, the Vince Young. Yeah, okay. So when he was, was there when they beat USA. Or USC. It was 2005. 2005. So yeah, 15 yes. years ago. It was almost on the dot 15 years ago. Yep. So you're correct. All right. So here's my question. I'm going to ask a question about your beloved Patriots. Oh, okay. Patriots are looking to start 2-0. and I think it is more likely than not. They're playing the Dolphins and they're killing them. Uh, we actually just saw on our screen a little highlight tape. Antonio Brown had a touchdown. He had his first touchdown. And he's number 17, which I think is very interesting. Um, so here's my question for you. They're looking to start 2-0. and When was the last year that they did not start 2-0? and The last year that the Patriots did not start 2-0? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely recently. Wait, did wait la- wait was it last year? Wait, I'm trying to. Th- I feel like it actually might be last year. Because it could be. You were right because it could possibly be one of those years. We it could be last year, the year before. That. I should absolutely know this. Um, it's definitely either last year or the year before. Like we haven't started as well the past few years. Um, I think it's last year. That's that's my answer. Last Final year. answer. Yes. Last year. That's correct. Year. Last year. Yeah. They started off one and two after they won right. versus the Texans, um, and then lost at Jacksonville and yes. at Detroit. They so started off yeah. one and two. Um, so both of us got that yeah. there. Score is now eleven to ten. Uh, going into <clears> next week. Uh, so moving along over to randomly ranked. We have an interesting one today. I don't know if it's necessarily. Uh, ranking. whole ranking system, but it, it kind of is. It's, it's an interesting concept we have today. Uh, when we're trying to come up with stuff, we, we here's what we came up with today. It's going to be a top three, but it's going to be three different items of food 
If you could only have one food item for the rest of your life in these three categories, a main dish, a side dish, and a dessert item. So these three items are gonna be the only things you can eat for the rest of your life. What would they be? So uh, you asked your question first, so I would go first. Um, I'm gonna start with my main dish item, I think. My main dish would be steak. I love steak, it's probably my favorite food. Um, I mean, who doesn't like steak? It's just so amazing. My side dish would be french fries, but very specific french fries. Um, I don't like I don't like thick cut fries, so it have to be thin cut. Whether it's like like I love McDonald's fries, I love Chick Fil A fries. I know they're not thin cut necessarily, but Chick Fil A's fries are up there for sure. So someone's fries that are thinner cut, I like. Or waffle fries are good too. Or what curly fries? <laughs> Just not thick cut. And my last one, my number three. Both grandmothers on my dad's side and my mom's side each make a cake. Uh, we bring it a lot to the apartment here. So one is a chocolate pistachio cake, and one is a chocolate like chip cake. Either one of those cakes I would take. So I would just have to say chocolate cake as a whole. Chocolate cake as a whole. Mm-hmm. All right. I love chocolate, as you know. All right. So uh, there, there were so many tough decisions, but the main dish was not a tough decision because it's chicken parm every day of the week. I mean, I could easily live off of chicken parm. Uh-huh. It would be very easy for me. It's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, my side dish, I'm going with red lobster biscuits. That mm-hmm. is going to be my side dish. Biscuits I love them. Um, they're so good. So I don't think I have to say anything else. I mean, if you haven't had Red Lobster Biscuits, I don't know wh- where you have been for the last however many years, but you need to try Red Lobster Biscuits. And my dessert, I had a very tough decision here because there's so many different desserts that I love. I feel like there's so many different desserts that I could, I could pick one and that would be fine for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But I chose Reese's Cheesecake. Now, oh. I love cheesecake. Um, and I was, I was thinking of like different things like, like chocolate and different toppings. But I wanted to go with like a Reese's Cheesecake because it's like the New York style cheesecake with just Reese's toppings. And I think vanilla is something like that I would never get tired of. And Reese's, I mean Reese's Cups, as I've mentioned before, are my favorite candy bar. So it's just a great combination. Reese's is the best candy bar. It, I I would strongly debate that because I mean who doesn't love Reese's? That that's an interesting pick. I I didn't see that one coming. I like that pick a lot. Um, moving on. Thank you guys uh for submitting some ideas randomly ranked. I feel like we've gotten a couple. I don't know if we necessarily used them, but please submit ideas to randomly ranked. Uh, tweet at us. Yes, text one of us. Give us some ideas. We love to hear your ideas. Moving on to our main topic. Um, we're gonna go through uh the college football review of this past week. Uh, the Saturday, the 24th, or not 24th, excuse me, 14th. Um, so a couple games, the first game I'd like to talk about is something I've been waiting to talk about. It's been like a whole day, and I've been talking about it a lot. Uh, Michigan State lost against Arizona State at home 10-7. to And how it happened is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. So um, as probably some of you know, I'm a, a relatively big Michigan fan, and I despise Michigan State more than any other team. I feel like true Michigan fans would also agree with that. Um, and Michigan State lost 10-7, to and here's how they lost. At the end of the game, they're going to kick a game-tying field goal, and since they don't count so well in Michigan State, there was 12 men on the field for the field goal unit, um, and they didn't know how to count. So uh, the field goal got taken back. They made it, and it got taken back uh, to put them into overtime. It got taken back, and they had to move five yards back, and then they missed it left pretty badly. It looked like it possibly could have been blocked, but I don't, I don't think so. It was kind of weird. It was a very bad kick. It was probably a bad uh, snap and hold, too. But um, that was my favorite game of the week. Michigan did not play this week. Anytime Michigan State loses, it's hysterical, especially at home and only scoring seven points. 
So, uh, what, what, did, what did you think of this game? Um, so, when I saw the end of this game, when I saw the highlights, I didn't watch it live, but when I saw it and saw the score, I thought of you. I knew you would be so happy about this. Um, just the mistake of having 12 men on the field originally, because originally they made the field goal, right? They, they did. And then they had to re-kick it, and then he shanked it. So, this is uh, just a massive mistake by Michigan State. They should, this should not have been a game that was all that close, and mm-hmm. it was already close to begin with. So very bad loss for Michigan State. Just a oh, massive mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good one for Herm Edwards as well. Yeah, it's, 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 sometimes it is hard to count, I guess. I mean, one, two, three, four, <laughs> all the way up to 11. That's pretty difficult. I don't know if many uh, uh, head coaches in college football could do that. But moving on, Temple beat Maryland. I mean, some people thought Maryland was like the hottest team in the nation at some point in time. And they lost 20-17 to at Temple. Uh, very interesting game. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, another one that I saw at the B- when we were at the BG game, and I saw the score, and I was just in shock. I couldn't believe it. After how well Maryland had played in the first two games, I was just – I couldn't believe it. Um, Temple, who is, is not supposed to be a good team, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're better than we think. Who knows? Or maybe this I mean, is just I don't think fluke. Temple is also good, but I, I, they beat Maryland. I have no clue what's going on Pretty with Maryland. Pretty good. Our, our Falcons couldn't beat Maryland last year, and, I mean, they beat Maryland. Uh, moving along, why don't we hit one more game here. Um, another upset will go over. BYU at home against USC. USC does not have JT Daniels, five-star quarterback, um, but they won 30-27. to Really not a ton of big upsets, though. The top, like, 12 teams that played, none of them had upsets. Um, but what, what do you think of USC losing to BYU? They're going to drop out of the top 25 for sure now. Yeah, I, I just don't think USC's all that good. I mean, it's just a, another bad loss, just like the Michigan State one. I, I really do not think they're that good. Um, BYU beating another Power 5 school. Obviously, Tennessee isn't very good, as we've seen. But beating them and now beating USC, we've got to give them some credit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're going to move on to uh, next week's college football games, do a little bit of projections of what we think. Um, but I do want everyone to understand the biggest takeaway is that Michigan State does not know how to count. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget it. It's not good. Moving on, we have uh, next week's games. And we have a couple a couple good ones, I think. Uh, yes. What's one game that you, you really see that you like a lot? What do you think is um, the game of the week? For sure, I think it's Georgia-Notre Dame. Now, I think Georgia's going to win. I think they're the better team. Um, I don't know if Notre Dame is, is quite as good as the number seven best team in the country but I think it will be a good game I mean um I think this probably is the best game I think Georgia ultimately will win but hopefully it's interesting hopefully Notre Dame can keep it close the whole way through uh what, what do you think what do you think is the best game of the week I, I I agree there's three really good games this week there's that one then we have Michigan Wisconsin and if Michigan doesn't do something here um and you know improve a little bit Wisconsin's gonna be able to take this game um and we also have Auburn at Texas A&M. Texas A&M has to have one of the hardest schedules in college football because, I mean, they, they played Clemson. they got to go through the whole SEC. They, I mean, they're, they're already starting the SEC off with Auburn. Wow. I'm very impressed with how hard Texas A&M's schedule is. Um, and I, I think Texas A&M is a pretty good team, I mean, truthfully. So I think those three games are going to be super-duper fun to watch um, and ones that I'm very interested in. And we have a lot of games where there's a lot of unranked teams playing, like Utah against USC. That's a pretty good game, Utah number 10 in the nation. Yes. Um, USC is still a good team, and it's at it's in uh, Southern California. Um, we have Air Force at Boise State. Air Force is That's not to be reckoned with. They, they don't throw a lot, but 
Um, they, they are a force to be reckoned with for sure. A uh, couple other good games that we have. We have California at Ole Miss. Cal's not a fantastic team in my opinion. They are ranked currently um, at 23, but I think Ole Miss might be able to pull off that upset. Um, and lastly, another big game, we have UCF at Pitt. Pitt played Penn State really, really well this past week. I believe it was at Penn State. Yes. So I'm very interested to see that game. I think this is definitely going to be a really great week of college football coming up. Yeah, I think it'll be the best week so far. I think these are – I mean, you have three games where there's uh, multiple ranked teams or at least three. There might even yes, be another one. Yes, there's three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, I think it should be a great week. I think um, – well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, since I think Georgia is – I think they'll beat – Notre Dame by like 10 to 14. I think Wisconsin-Michigan is actually going to be the closest game. Mm-hmm. I think that one is going to be really good. I think I'd pick Wisconsin because Michigan last this past week, mm-hmm. not so hot. But I think it'll be a really good game. And you know what's the best part about these three games? The Michigan game, Wisconsin games at 12, Texas A&M, Auburn games at 3.30, and the Georgia-Notre Dame games at 8 o'clock. Yes. So we can watch all three of them in Absolutely. a row. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's great. Uh, moving on to the NFL, uh, we're going to look at the Week 3 projections. Uh, currently, Week 2 is underway, um, so we don't want to go over those, but we will go over the Week uh, 3 projections. So, uh, some interesting games coming up. I, I have Ravens-Chiefs as one of my favorite games of this week. Uh, wh- who do you think comes out? Of that game? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Chiefs are home, right? It's at Chiefs Arrowhead. Are yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, so I do favor the Chiefs. Obviously, the Ravens have been very impressive. Um, Lamar Jackson has really been playing well. So I think it can be a good game. Um, I think the Ravens can hang in there for a while. I think it'll be relatively close, but I think the Chiefs will win. Arrowhead Stadium, tough place to play. Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I hate going against my Ravens, but uh, the Chiefs are so good. Patrick Mahomes is just such a talented player. Um, so I'm hoping that... Uh, Lamar can keep up a little bit, and the defense pulls their own weight. And I mean, maybe we can see a little bit of an upset. Um, but moving on, another game that I really, really like this coming week: Saints Seahawks. What do you like with this game? Uh, this game is going to be very good. Having Drew Brees against Russell Wilson, um, divisional matchup. I mean, this one's going to be so good. Or wait, what am I talking about? I don't think it's, it's not a divisional. A, not a divisional matchup. I don't think so. Definitely not. They're in, they're in different parts of the country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my bad on that one. But nevertheless, I mean, these teams are, are two of the best teams in the NFC. I think it's going to be a very good matchup. It's in Seattle. So I think, oh, man, it's so tough. Because the Seahawks weren't as impressive as I thought they were going to be so far. So I, I think I still lean towards the Saints, but it's a tough one. This is going to be a close game. Uh, as we talked about last episode, I was incredibly impressed with the Bengals. Uh, Shots my roommate, Ben. Very, very impressed with the Bengals. They aren't doing as hot today. Uh, for the last time I checked, 49ers at home, and they were down 14-7 last I looked. Um, so, but, they, I mean, it's interesting. The, the, the Bengals really play with the Seahawks, and the Bengals aren't great. So, you know, props to them. I, I, I would have to go with the Saints here, too. And I, I think it'll be bigger than most people think. I think they win by at least 10, um, for sure. Um... Other games that you really like, the Rams and Browns, I feel like, could be kind of interesting. If the yeah. Browns start to come out of their shell and play how all the un- really biased Browns fans think they're going to play, this could be a really interesting game in Cleveland. Yeah, I think I think the Browns, um, as bad as they played, I think they are going to rebound um, tomorrow night against the Jets, which will definitely help a lot going in the Rams. Now, the Rams, one of the best teams in the NFL. It's going to be tough, so don't think I'd pick the Browns in that one, but hopefully we get a good game there. 
So who's who? Who would you say is the All Star performer of that game? Who who would you get the MVP award of that, that game? game? If the Rams win, you pick the Rams to win. Uh, Todd Gurley. You think it'd be Gurley? Yeah, I think it will be. Mm-hmm. I I think that the Browns defense could struggle against him. I think he could, yeah, definitely have a hundred yard mm-hmm. rushing game. I sure. I think a little a little bit differently. I I think Golf is gonna have to really air it out. The Browns D line is is pretty mm-hmm. solid. They have a very good D line, but they're not as strong in the backfield. So if uh, if the Rams uh, defensive lineman. Aaron Donald um, can get to Baker Mayfield against the poor Browns offensive line, and if Golf can really air the ball out um, and you know play his best at quarterback he can possibly play, I can really see the Rams taking that one pretty handily. But that's going to be an interesting game for sure. One final game to wrap it up here: Texans at Chargers. I like this game a lot. I think the Texans are a lot better than I mean they they, they lost their first game. They're a lot better. Then I think what most people would say they are. And I also think the Chargers are a lot better. Um, of course, when Melvin Gordon comes back, if he comes back, they'll be really, really good. But final prediction on this game, who do you think takes this one? Yeah, I think these are two playoff teams. I think this could potentially even be a playoff matchup, potentially maybe like a 4-5 matchup here, maybe even a 3-6. I think we could see in the playoffs. So I think this is going to be a great matchup. I think with the Chargers at home, I'm going to lean towards the Chargers. I, I still like Phillip Rivers a lot, so I'm leaning towards the Chargers here. All right, to wrap up the episode today, we're going to go over our quick predictions. Uh, my quick prediction is I think Michigan will beat Wisconsin by 10, and I'm knocking on wood. Wow. I'm knocking on wood. I think they are going to finally know. wake up. I think this one little bye week they had this week, uh, hopefully Jimmy's ripping into them a little bit um, and so they can wake up and uh, take the win against yeah. a very good Wisconsin team. Yeah, very good Wisconsin team. So uh, I'm going to go over to soccer. I think that Liverpool, who is – has not lost a single game or drew a single game will lose their first game to Chelsea next Sunday Chelsea will beat Liverpool I like that prediction although I do love Liverpool because LeBron has stake in Liverpool and anything LeBron has to do with I have to love okay um but thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode Uh, we appreciate all the support we are now well over 1100 downloads which is kind of insane uh, to think about you know it's just two college kids starting a podcast a couple months ago and now we have over 1100 downloads so thank you all so much for that please follow us both on twitter and follow the small baller podcast at small baller pod uh please share this with your friends leave us a review we love to hear from you guys so please we really really appreciate it um and that'll be it for today's episode thank you guys so much and we'll uh see you next time go falcons